Hey, 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 welcome to Taylor Talks. Today on the show, we are diving deep into the idea of are we allowed to hate children? But also the decision around not having kids, can't have kids, the judgments that come with it, and all of that other fun stuff. So our guest today is Miss Katie Dooley. She is the owner of Paperland Creative, a graphic design agency in Edmonton, Alberta. And we met through business, but have created a really cool relationship, I'd say, around the fact that neither of us have children. So welcome Katie to the show and stick around after for your free giveaway. so excited you're here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so when I first started talking to you about starting this podcast, one of the conversations we had was like all the things that we wish we had known, right? Cause you and I were kind of hashing this out. And I said, you know, like, I wish I'd known that like, you don't have to own a house or I wish I had known that you could not choose these specific jobs in life or, you know, all these different things. And one of the things you had said was you wish you had known it was an option to not have kids. Totally. Tell me a bit about that. Yeah. When we were brainstorming this and the hard conversations that people don't have, it was, yeah, nobody talks about that not having kids is an option. So even as like a little kid who never played with baby dolls, who found them creepy and continues to find them creepy. (laughs) They are. (laughs) Like I knew how many kids I wanted. I'm doing air quotes. And like, I knew what I would name them, but I never really wanted them. And I still don't. (laughs) Right. So how did your parents deal with that? Because it's such a society thing, right? Like you grow old, you have your kids, you have grandkids, you die. There's like this whole cycle of life that we have been like taught in our growing up years. Totally. It's the different sets of parents have handled it differently. So my parents have been okay with it. As far as I know, like they just, they know we don't want kids and they've kind of they haven't said anything otherwise, just like, okay, we know you don't want kids. My husband's parents are divorced. His mom seems pretty cool with it. His dad keeps like hinting at it or pushing for it or like little things like we'll pass this on to you when you have kids. He said that once. And when we bought our house, he was like, how many bedrooms are there? And all our extra bedrooms are offices. So things like like little comments like that is mostly what we get. Yeah. <laughs> from family. Right? So in our situation, we actually wanted kids desperately, but couldn't have them. And for anyone listening who's like, anyone can have kids, you can adopt, or you have surrogates or whatever, you can't. It's not actually as easy as it sounds. <laughs> Between my husband You're having sick. a <laughs> pardon? I was going to say, if you're sickly like Don and her husband. (laughs) Right. If you've had a brain aneurysm, if you have Crohn's disease, some of these things that actually stops you from a lot of those options that you'd think. But also because we knew that a lot of our health issues were hereditary, we made the choice not to have kids for that reason. So I know that's something that you and I had like, like have bonded over and connected over, but I want to dive into from both of our sides how that plays out with like siblings, how that plays out with friends, friend groups, this like weird perceived judgment that we get from people for not having kids. Oh, totally. The, the things that have been said to me and I'm sure said to you as well of like, who's going to look after you when you get older? Oh, you'll look. 
Okay. My favorite response to that, by the way, is your kids. Cause they're going to like me more. Oh, I like that. That is my personal favorite response to that one, but keep going. <laughs> the extra million dollars that childless people retire with. That's what's going to look after me when I'm older. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'll like your own kids. That's a big one. I've heard before all the time. That mm-hmm. seems like a really big gamble when you're someone who doesn't like kids. gamble of hopefully I like this one hopefully I like them I don't know what I'm gonna do if I don't yeah those are kind of the two big ones off the top of my head that I get from like a like why don't you want kids perspective but well you know what's weird is not being able to have kids we get the same comments there's this weird like because we couldn't have kids we don't like kids like people attach those two together And it's so strange because I'm like, what? I wanted kids. We couldn't have them. Oh, that that was another one. When I had someone go, do you just not know how? When I said we couldn't have kids. And I was like, actually, we'd love it if you would teach us. Are you and your husband available tonight? We'd like to watch. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, when you told me that I use that as an excuse when people say, when are you going to have kids? And I say, when we learn how to. I also I have some other inappropriate I have some other inappropriate ones too. I don't know if you what your podcast rating is, but I have some other it's good ones. R. Okay. Um the other one I like is when we stop doing anal. <laughs> nice. oh, a good. more like family appropriate one is when you stop asking. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I actually in a fit of anger, and I mean keep in mind there were some other emotions attached. It was the first Mother's Day after my mom had passed away. So there was like a lot of grief going on. It was like, she died in January. This is now May. Mother's Day already sucks. I can't be a mom. I can't have kids. And then I'm at a, I'm at a wedding and I'm at my cousin's wedding with my mom's four sisters there. And you've seen them. They all look like clones of each other. Right. So it was already like super emotionally hard. And people kept coming up and asking me which kids were mine because there were so many kids running around. And I finally snapped and I like, I got really angry at this one poor lady. And I was like, none, I hate kids. I think they should all be murdered and tarred and feathered. And she just kind of stared at me. I was like, oh, okay. And turned around and walked away. And it spread fairly quick not to ask me. (laughs) (laughs) I I got some circles run pretty, pretty strong that night. Good. But it is, it's a whole thing. And I know being 10 years older than you, I remember talking to somebody when I was in my twenties and them saying your twenties are fine because not everyone's having kids, but when you hit your thirties, everybody's having babies. Like they are popping them out like puppies. Like they're just like all of the kids. It's okay at first because they still try to integrate you into it. And they try to bring you into those relationships. They try to remember you. But then as our kids start to get older, you get very forgotten because you don't have kids to play with their kids and you don't get invited on playdates to the park and all of those things. They're going to soccer practice and family vacations and their lives become far more chaotic than our lives ever will be. Oh, (laughs) which is fine by me. But yeah, absolutely. All of a sudden there's no time for that social aspect. Right. And then when there is a social aspect, it has to involve kids. Absolutely. Right. And that makes sense. But have you started to realize that like I'm now in my forties where people are like those kids from my twenties and thirties are now graduating, but now like people are starting to have grandkids. Right. So it's like hitting this like weird cycle again. And I don't think I realized how lonely that would be in a weird way. Like there is an odd 
loneliness to it. I don't know about you, but like, I don't find that the years my nieces and nephews are here, Christmas is way more fun or things like that. But it's not like you have the regular birthdays or the regular Sunday dinners or the regular, like all those like family things that people have. Yeah. I don't know if I'm quite there yet. Most of my friends are on like maybe their second kid and their first kid would be, you know, two or three. I have one friend, she's on her fourth and she's my age. I can't imagine. (laughs) I can't imagine having four kids by 31 years old, but that's (laughs) too many. But yeah, absolutely. I can totally see in five years, 10 years, it'll be totally different especially once the ones with one kid start to have two or three and then their lives are just far too busy it's easy now and they're babies they're happy to put them in a crib and you can still do dinner so not quite there yet but I totally see how friend conversations have changed we talk about kids a lot yeah (laughs) if you can see Katie's face right now she's gagging (laughs) (laughs) but that's an interesting facet for you too because Like, I still actually really like kids where you're actually like grossed out at kids. I mean, it's mostly ambivalence. Is it though? It depends on the age. (laughs) I've seen you actually like back up and like just about knock yourself out on a wall to get a child. I can't. This is going to sound so bad. I can't handle like two year olds where they can't form coherent sentences yet. Yeah. And I Mm -hmm. distinctly remember it was the first time I met your sister and your nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea whose kid this was, but we we're sitting in your sister's house and this little kid comes up to me holding a ball and goes, ball. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> and he goes, ball. I'm like, do you, yes, you're holding a ball. <laughs> like, I don't know what you want from me. Um, So yes, those are the children I recall from. Kids start to get good about like 11, 12, where yeah. you can joke with them and have full conversations and they can express their wants and needs. But Yeah, it's mostly ambivalence, right? Like, we've had this conversation where I almost feign excitement for my friends when they tell me they're pregnant. (laughs) I look like guilty look at you. I I mean, I do. I feel bad because they're so excited, but it's just, like, not something I want for my life. So it's hard to, I don't know, it's hard for me to, maybe I'm a sociopath. You tell me, Coach Don. (laughs) Let's dive into your mental health right now. Right? I don't know. It's like, maybe this is a terrible analogy, but like car people get excited about cars. I couldn't care less about what kind of car I drive or what car you drive. And it's kind of the same for kids and me. It's like, I just, I don't have any interest in it. Do you get the weird facial expressions? And I think for me, it's slowed down a little bit now because I'm in my forties where the people that I'm talking to and I'm around are older. And so they're not thinking little kids as much, but I remember even like going out to like networking groups or doing different things. And that's just like an auto conversation for women, right? It's like, Oh, how many kids do you have? It's like asking what color your hair is. Like, it's just this auto question. And when I'd be like, Oh, I don't have any, the facial expressions on people like this weird, like, Oh, like what's wrong with you or like this weird judgment. It was like, no, we, I always felt like I had to justify it with like, no, we can't have kids. But then everyone goes into like, oh, but what about adoption? And what about fostering? And what about a surrogate? And what about IVF? And what about, and it's like, would you like to sit down and hear my entire sexual history and all of the reasons why we can and can't have kids? That's very forward of you, sir. 
right? Like it always felt very like, oh, but I mean, I also dealt with it with a cousin. I had a cousin who was super, super close to me. And when we found out we couldn't have kids, she actually said to me, I don't know how to be your friend because we don't have anything in common. I'm a mom and you're not. <laughs> That's so weird to me that people tie it so much into their identity. Yeah. That like you can't even have a conversation about it anymore. Right. You know, like, and, and my friends that are moms, like I'm happy to sit and listen to their mom stories as long as they're equally happy to listen to my not mom stories. And I think that's where the big shift is going to be. And I can kind of, I, I can, I don't empathize with your cousin where she can't sit down and listen to your non-mom stories. Yeah. I don't know why someone couldn't, but if for whatever reason, that's either uninteresting or be polite and ask about your friends and family's lives. But are you starting to find, and I mean, in your friends, right? So keep in mind, like the, like the 10 year age difference, right? So we are in a very different age category in that way, but do you find even now, like, I remember my best friend, Maya, when she was having kids, we'd go like months of talking and all of a sudden I'd be like, oh, how are the kids? And she'd start laughing. And she was like, don't, don't talk to me about my babies. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, everybody just talks babies. You're like the one adult I talk to that's like talking about life and travel and work and business and projects and excitement and everything other than. And I always found that really interesting. But then I also sometimes like feel weird guilt because I very seldom ask about people's kids because it's not even a thing. Like it's not even a forefront thought in my mind. I would say it depends on the friend. Mm -hmm. So this friend with four kids, she's a full-time mom. So yeah. part of me is like, I don't know what else to ask her about because I know all day she is looking after four kids. kids, right? Like, you know, they go on family vacations and stuff. And when we're catching up, obviously that comes up. But when your full-time job is being a parent and sometimes I feel bad, I'm like, I don't know what else to ask her. Other friends who, you know, still work full-time or whatever and, and have kids, I find that's a little easier. Yeah. Or if they just have one kid, so they still have some hobbies, but um, <laughs> they still, they're still pretending they have a life outside of kids <laughs> for now <laughs> when they can still pass off the kid to the other partner and get out for a night yeah. but yeah conversations definitely do change oh they totally do they totally do so what are like the perks for you of not having kids oh man I some of this is also the perks of being a business owner too is like my schedule is my own yeah we bumped up this interview by two hours because we wanted to. Right. And I went for a run beforehand. Mm -hmm. You know, I can disappear at a moment's notice, right? You and I got back from BC a week ago, week and a half ago. Mm -hmm. I don't have to, you know, run it by anyone. I don't have to find childcare. I said earlier, uh, a financial advisor told me people without kids retire a million dollars richer. That is a crazy number. <laughs> I'm like, you know, not anywhere near that yet. I'm almost 32. So I got 30 years, but uh, <laughs> I was like, that's still a, a nice statistic. Yeah. I don't know. I like that. I can, you know, have all my hobbies and do all the things I like to do. And yeah. And I'm sure parents would argue that they still can do all the things they like to do. And having kids and raising a family is one of the things they like to do. So I don't know how different it is, but I like that I can not worried about childcare, packing kids into the car, having to buy a car seat every two years or <laughs> however often it is. It's often. Fun fact for your audience, you know this. I used to work at Babies RS. 
which still kills me. So I actually like know a surprisingly large amount about baby things. (laughs) So that was a blast. Oh, I bet. I bet. I mean, you deal with adults. You're not dealing with kids. Exactly. (laughs) Not a baby's are us. Yeah. So growing up thinking like, how many kids did you say you wanted as a kid? Two, probably because I grew up in a family with two kids. I have an older brother. What were you going to name them? I, for boys, I like Declan or Damien. Mm-hmm. And I always like the name Maeve for a daughter. Oh, very cute. Yeah. I just figure my next dog will get one of those names. <laughs> they're, your, they're your little babies. Right. They're your babies. So what point did you realize you didn't have to have kids? <laughs> it's funny. My, my best friend doesn't want kids either. And she was always very vocal, like even from a young age that she didn't want kids and that her mom was only ever going to have grand kittens. Mm -hmm. And that's when I kind of realized, like, I actually have no interest in having kids either. So that, I mean, that's nice to have someone, if you are a child-free person, to have other child-free people in your life so that it isn't so lonely or ostracizing. So yeah, that's when I started to realize that like, no, I don't actually have any interest in this at all. And it was just sort of reaffirmed as friends got pregnant. (laughs) Uh, Even when it was like totally appropriate, like people are married, I'd be like, ooh, you're too young to have a baby. (laughs) I've heard many a judgment out of your mouth about somebody. (laughs) Like even still, like, I'm like, oh, you're 23 and pregnant. That's so young. But it's not like you would have had kids at 23 if you could have. 21. Right? Yeah. Uh, but I hear, yeah. even now when people are like 32 and they're like, oh, we're pregnant. I'm like, oh, was that an accident? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, maybe I'm just never going to be ready to have a baby. That's because I'm still like, I'm too young to do that. Hey, so on that, that is one of the weirdest parts of growing up with no kids is aging. It's such a weird, and you'll probably realize this over the next 10 years, is as you watch your friend's kids get older and you're like, how, how are you 16? Cause I have not aged 16 years. Yeah. That's when one of the weirdest feelings is like, so for us, like the majority of the people in our lives have multiple kids. Our siblings all have kids. There's like, we're the only ones without in our immediate families and that couldn't. And it's, it's wild. Like when my first niece got married and I was like, these, like, she's five. Like she cannot get married. She's five. And it was like, no, 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 Don, she's in her twenties. But then I had to admit that I had aged that much since. And that's always been a weird thing for my husband and I both is like, we don't feel like we're aging because we don't have anything to measure it by. Totally. Right. There isn't that like little kid measurement where when you see a friend who's now having her fourth child or those kids are all of a sudden like 10 it's like but I remember when you were born like how is that a thing that has for me probably been one of the weirdest totally trying to figure that out yeah and so this friend with four kids we had coffee just the other day so this is relevant and so I was asking how many grandkids are in the family now like for her parents and she told me and I said, you know, what's the age gap? Because I remember like little kids running around at your wedding. Well, she was married 13 years ago. And she's like, yeah, the oldest is 18 now. And I was like, I mean, I guess, yeah, you were married 13 years ago. She would have been five. But I was like, 18. (laughs) Right? What? 
How is the oldest grandkid 18? You're 18. We're 18. People listening to this are like 32 year olds thinking they're 18, but. (laughs) No, but there's something about not aging in the same way. Cause you don't have those milestones. It's not like, oh, my kids are in kindergarten now. And oh, look at my kids are teenagers. And they're in junior high. Yeah. Getting learning to drive. There's nothing to. There's no milestones. You just kind of age. And it's probably <laughs> even weirder partially being self-employed, but even just regular employed because everything just kind of blends into there's no like July and August summer break and a new year starts in September, right? right? All of a sudden it's like, oh, it's 2022. How did that happen? Right. Cause it's actually 2019. Yeah. Right. But it does. It just, it blends and it flows so different. So for you and Bryant, your husband, is there like, have you guys thought about like, what are our traditions going to be as we get older for holidays and those sorts of things? Like, has that become a thing for you guys yet? Where you're like, Hey, wait a sec. We don't really have our parents traditions anymore, but not having kids, we don't have kid traditions. Like we realized we were very traditionalist a couple years ago and it really bothered me because in the back of my mind, I'm like, we need traditions. We have to have traditions. And a lot of ours that we even had were tied to other people's kids, right? So from the food we did at holidays or like what we did for activities, that was tied to like nieces and nephews. And now that they're getting older and they're not coming around as often and all these things are happening, we have felt a little bit rudderless. We're like, we don't have those things. So now we're trying to like figure that out. Interesting. I don't, I don't know when we'll get there, but it's going to be a bit because none of our siblings have kids yet. And Brian's brother won't have kids. So if my brother has kids, I can see that starting to change things. But like now we're still just the kids that show up at our parents' house for Christmas. And we also kind of have that luxury of being super mobile. Like I remember being a kid and, you know, my mom loved Christmas at home because she didn't have to schlep presents and kids across the province, right? We were kind of the center that everyone came to because my parents had two young kids. So we get to be the mobile ones and decide who we're going to visit and when we're going to visit and drive around the province with no real concerns about anything except how much we're going to (laughs) eat. I think as a family, we entertain a lot. And some of the things we've done in the last couple of years since getting a house, I can see being like friend traditions. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a St. Patrick's Day party every year and I usually do a birthday barbecue every year. And so I can see that those being kind of our grounding moments as opposed to a big Christmas or Easter, yeah. which we'll we'll continue to do with our parents. Yeah, we're like, I don't have parents anymore. Right. So on my side, it's weird. And then Chad's parents are so far away and don't travel at all. And then I'm definitely allergic to their house because of their pets. So I like, I've never been to their house that they've been in now for, I don't even know how many years, like it's been forever. And so, yeah, it's weird for us. Like we don't have traditions. You're a sandwich generation without bread. We really are. We're yeah. still, yeah, we're the open face. We got an open face sandwich though. So we're good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so people that don't have kids. Okay. So a couple different categories here is the people that are like, holy cow, this is me. I don't want to have babies. What recommendations do you have to them? What red flags would you have for them? On like, if these are kind of your thoughts, you probably need to think twice about this. Like, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, like 
intentionally choosing being child free is that what yeah. you mean i mean i'm kind of of the the opinion that if you have any doubts about having kids you shouldn't have them mm-hmm. because you know this nobody screws you up more than your parents uh, that's why i have a successful business <laughs> right so i'm yes. you know i think if you have any doubts you shouldn't have kids whether you know whether you don't think you could handle like a disability or your kid being bullied or anything like that. I think some of that's just like par for the course of being a parent. So if you don't think you can handle it, I I wouldn't do it. If you like your sleep more than anything. See where I'd say, yeah, but those are things you learn as a parent. Totally. Uh, totally. But I think if you go into your pregnancy thinking it's all going to be hunky-dory, then you're, in for, cream. Uh, then you're in for a rough surprise i think is does that does that make more sense yeah oh yeah yeah because no, totally like you would right and you would learn how to work with any disabilities like i'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm just saying if you don't think you like if that would be like a deal breaker for you yeah. if you're not gonna love your kid because of it mm-hmm. don't do it right and what about for advice for the person going like, no, I don't want kids. Now, how do I tell people? How do I date? How do I broach this topic with my parents? I mean, like we couldn't have kids. Our parents and families were very aware of that. They were aware of the health struggles. They were aware of like, I had to have a hysterectomy. Like they were very aware of that. Yet when my mom passed away, we still found bags of clothes in her closet for Dawn's kids that had been bought reasonably like quite currently and it was so devastating right to be like come on mom <laughs> like you still just could not grasp the fact that I was not having a baby right so like what advice would you have for that person from the from your standpoint right of not wanting kids of how to deal with that oh that's a big question also because we've been really lucky that most people have been pretty understanding I for dating I think it should be upfront, like right away because some people really 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 want kids Uh, most people yeah and if you really 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 don't want kids like it's just wasting everyone's time yeah and you're just setting yourself up for heartbreak oh and like let's be honest it's kind of an asshole move to do that to the other person on either side yeah totally so you know it might be (laughs) it might be forward of you on your third date to be like hey by the way i don't want kids but because you're going to love this, Don, because society. Oh, the job I'm going to apply for. <laughs> yeah, uh, because the general consensus of people is that people want kids and women want kids. I would absolutely get that out of the way yeah. sooner than later. I mean, my strategy for family is just anytime someone asks when we're having kids, we just tell them we don't want kids and we just kind of let them deal with it. Which isn't the worst. I mean, I, like, we so much don't want kids. Like, we've never even been on the fence about kids. That, like, there's nothing you could say to me that would convince me other. Like, it's just actually annoying. Yeah. You know, like, it's not hurtful. It's not offensive. It's just annoying. So, part of that, I think, would depend on, you know, how, I guess, confident someone is with their decision to not have kids. But, like I said, for us, it's... There's no doubt in our minds. We do not want kids. So you can deal with your own emotions around that because I don't, 
I don't have any emotions around it. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm actually really okay with it. I remember I was being a little sassy to a lady at work once. She's like, well, why don't you have kids? And I said, why don't you have a snake? And she says, well, I don't like snakes. And I was like, well, I don't like kids. <laughs> She's like, well, you'll learn to like your kids. I was like, you'll learn to like a snake. <laughs> She's like, snakes are gross. Kids are gross. <laughs> I don't like... <laughs> I don't, I don't know. You're not selling me on this and I'm not selling you on the snake. So <laughs> it's probably not going to happen either way. <laughs> right. Like, but that's like, that's uh, my sort of emotional attachment to it all is. Yeah. You want a cat done? No, no, no. You'll learn to like all. a cat. <laughs> nope. <laughs> they're cute. Really? No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> really not. <laughs> no, it is so true. And on my standpoint, it's decide when and how you're going to tell people, right? Because everybody is going to give you their medical opinion on how you can have a baby. Like we lost friends because they decided without talking to us that they wanted to be our surrogates and have a baby for us and presented that to us at dinner in tears, all all excited to be our surrogates. And we were like, no, that's not what we want. And like, they literally walked out of our lives over it because they were so offended. We would turn down the offer. Wow. Right. And we've dealt with so much of that where we actually, I remember my husband due to medication he was on the doctors that said we'd have to abort any baby. If we got, if I got pregnant, because it caused really severe birth defects, like severe, severe birth defects, not just a disability, like the baby wouldn't survive. So we made the decision to, for him to have a vasectomy because we were like that just for us, that just made more sense. And we felt more comfortable with that decision than having to go through the, like, maybe get pregnant thing and have to abort a baby. Like that just didn't feel right for us. And it was really funny because I remember going back home to my parents for Christmas that year. And this had happened like seven, eight months earlier. And someone was like, Oh, we just want you to have a baby so bad. It was a family member. And I said, well, like it really won't happen now. And they were like, what do you mean? And I said, no, like, don't, don't worry. Like we're okay. And we can't have kids. And like, let's just leave it at that. And she, she put her hand on my arm and she's like, I am praying that God will provide a miracle and you will get pregnant. And I was like, please don't. And she was like, what? And I was like, just stop praying. And she's like, what? She was so offended. And I said, well, seeing his chat had a vasectomy earlier this year, that would be like an absolute miracle, which means I'd end up divorced because there's no way he would not think that I had had an affair. I said, so by you praying for this miracle could land with me divorced. So if you could just stop and you know what the best part is, not even their reaction to that. What? What do you mean you had a vasectomy? You didn't tell anyone. And I was like, were we supposed to put it in our Christmas letter? Like, <laughs> like this weird health update. There's And Mr. Taylor <laughs> had his vas deferens snipped. Right. Merry Christmas to you and yours. <laughs> right. With a card. <laughs> With a little photo of us smiling on the front. Like uh, he's not smiling in that photo. No, no, <laughs> no he wasn't. <laughs> but it was so wild. The the ownership of our medical situation, the ownership of our medical decisions that people felt they had. 
I think sort of from a timing perspective, if you don't want kids, there's like key points in your life to be wary of. And that's when you get married and buy a house. Oh, because everyone's going to ask. But then also when you're talking about the vasectomy, being 30 and wanting to like prevent pregnancy, it's amazing how bad the medical system is. Because I absolutely was like, we want my husband wants a vasectomy and my doctor was like, oh, but what if you want kids? I'm like, "Mm, I don't want kids. We actually had a doctor say, but what if your next husband wants kids or your next wife? Like assuming we're going to end up divorced and we're going to, one of us will be remarried and then the other person will. And we were like, no, but I still don't want kids. Like, well, it was like, but I still can't have kids. That was what was so wild is I was like, no, no, no. Like my body physically cannot carry a baby. Right? So it doesn't matter if I get married 10 more times, I will not be having a baby. And like, people can't grasp that. Well, and back to the dating conversation, even if, sorry, babe, even if we were to get divorced, <laughs> I wouldn't remarry someone who wanted kids. No. I might. So, sorry, Brian. I might remarry someone who had grown up children if that was if all, but like I would never have kids and I would never want to raise kids. Like, if that would be like the closest to me being a parent that I got as I ended up with someone, if I divorced my husband, which isn't going to happen. <laughs> Poor Brian, to be listening to <laughs> he's gonna He's dying right now. Um, <laughs> I divorced my husband and married someone with adult children. Like, that's as close as I would ever get. Well, we've even found a shift now that we're in our forties. It used to be very devastating. Like mother's day, father's day were super hard for us. Cause we wanted kids. Like we started trying the minute we got married, we were 20. Like we were like, let's have babies. Like we were so excited, but all of our friends had kids early. Like that was just part of our world. Right. And we desperately wanted that. And we have found an interesting shift as we've gotten older where it's shifted from like, we weren't able to have kids to like now, even if we could magically today, which I mean, I don't have a uterus and you had a vasectomy. So like, we're really not, but we wouldn't now if we had to decide because of our age. Right. So I'm like, no, I don't want kids in my sixties. Like, I don't want to be starting this at 42, 43, 44. Like, no, 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 no. And so that's shifted where And I mean, maybe that's just because we've actually grieved. And for anyone listening who's had to go through this and the infertility and all of that, reach out. Seriously, reach out just to have an ear. Like, I'm here for you. It's so hard and it's so brutal. But one of the biggest words of advice I would give you on that is like, grieve it. Like, I held the baby funeral for my kids. There were no guests, but I did. Right. We, I named them. I, we wrote out our dreams we had for them. Like we hard grieved the fact that we couldn't have kids. And for a lot of years, it was very difficult and it has transitioned now to being easier where now I look at mother's day and father's day, like freedom day. That's what I call them where it's like, we celebrate that we celebrate the good. But one of the reasons we could even do that is early days I phoned a bunch of people I knew with kids and had them call me every time something horrible happened with their kids. So like got sprayed in the mouth with urine from a baby boy or like their kid puked down the air vents in their house or projectile vomited in the back of their head while driving. That was my brother, right? Like all of these different things. Like I actually had people reach out and tell me those horrible stories to make it easier for me to be grateful to not be a mom. 
So that ties into your list. Girl, how, how big is your list? Um, I think we actually got to 200. So Miss Katie has a list in her phone. And what is your list? It's reasons not to have kids. And this was created for the when are you going to have kids question. <laughs> and the reason I wanted it so long is that when people either say like, why don't you want kids? Or when are you having kids? I literally just like scroll through my phone for like a significant amount of time. Yeah. Like it's really for the comedy factor, but the number one contributor is moms. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> so I do a giveaway with every single podcast, like whether it's beautiful art or a fun giveaway or words, whatever it is. And I had an idea and I haven't mentioned this to you, but what if we actually turned your 200 list into a fun graphic for people and did a giveaway on that? Oh, I love that. Or we can give away a gift basket of some of these terrible things on number 184, Elf on the Shelf. (laughs) Number 179, Nasal Aspirating. We could get a nasal aspirator. (laughs) That is a good one. Recently added projectile sharding. (laughs) Oh, gross. And baby kids do that. Yes. Yeah. The list, it goes on and on. You can't eat deli meat when you're pregnant. No, or soft cheeses. Or sushi. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. So check out the show notes if you want access to the infamous list of 200 reasons not to have a baby in case you need a couple to add to your list. Hoping this wasn't insensitive at all to people that are dealing with infertility. I've been there. I've totally been there and I can laugh about it because I'm on the other side of it, but I've totally been there. So I'm here for you. But to end our fun little podcast today, I just want to ask you some like silly random questions. Oh, perfect. So what is something that you spend a silly amount of money on in your life? Ooh, I don't know. I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty, pretty good with money. You were one of the best. Yep. I am going to say my dog is probably where I like impulse by the most for sure. Yeah. I would agree to that. What is your secret guilty pleasure way to decompress at the end of the day? It's a phone game called merge mansion. Oh, what is sponsoring merge mansion? It's like a decorating slash merge game. And I will play it anytime my brain is full. Okay. I might have to try that one out. (laughs) what is a random purchase if a hundred dollars or less that has most positively impacted your life recently Ooh, i'm like trying to think of things i bought i or just spent money on you know i just i paid myself my bonus recently so i just bought a lot of stuff i bought um a really funky piece of art that i'm excited to arrive oh nice yeah i was gonna say or your skincare that too i haven't got it yet though so oh true very true I got a new wallet today, but that was more than a hundred dollars. Oh, <laughs> so very, I got a I got a fossil wallet. Not oh, same nice. style as yours. Yeah, it's super pretty. It's brown with all this embroidery on it. Yeah, they do have my amazing wallet. Yeah, so that, fossil that's amazing wallet. So no, while it's not a hundred dollars, that is a recent purchase that is yep. making a huge improvement in my life because nice. I can zip it up. My old one wouldn't. Zip it <laughs> Your anymore. old one was very done. Yeah, it was, really it was done. very done. What is an unusual habit or an absurd thing that you love? Oh, okay. 
I wish I hadn't prepared for these. An absurd... It's not as much fun if you prepare. That's true. An absurd thing that I love. You know what? I love going to bed early. I'm going to say that. You do. I love... I will crawl into bed at like 8, 30 and read for an hour. And that is like the best thing in the world. And it is a ha- And I'd say that's a habit. Like I do that yeah. almost every night. Yeah. You do. And it doesn't matter like what's going on or. Yeah. I mean, we'll have the odd. Like, like, we've traveled, night. we've traveled together and it's definitely a struggle because I do not need the amount of sleep you do. Yeah. And I mean, what, like, I, it's not like I'm like, well, you know, uh, I'm going out to a friend's on Friday night, so I won't read on Friday night, but like four weeks, four days out of seven in a week, I will be in bed reading for sure. That is awesome. Well, for everybody listening, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. This was an absolute blast, Katie. And if you loved the episode, please share it with friends, leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts and check out the show notes. We're going to link maybe some of Katie's purchases that she made recently, if she's willing to share and the super fun list of 200 items of reasons not to have a kid. Thank you so much. And we'll see you back here in a couple weeks. 